Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Okay, welcome to Legit Bat. I sound bored now. We're not live, uh, but if anybody's not on Rockfin, we're almost at 10,000 people on Rockfin. Probably 9,000 of them are bots, but go go uh, jump on over there and see what all the hubbub's about. It's mostly just the same thing, just seeing us. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, there's a link down at the bottom of the show notes now that our uh, server automatically put in there for us. So thanks for, thanks to them. So tonight's going to be weird. It's always weird. But tonight it's just us. Just the core group. No guest. I totally fucked up the scheduling. And we were supposed to have a show Tuesday. And I totally forgot. And then I didn't schedule anyone today. So it's just us. And that's fine. We can all talk. Look, I'm talking right now. So this. it's going to be like a kind of like a, the old style. The first couple seasons where when we didn't have a guest, <coughs> we got together and talked about whatever so we do actually have some talking points i brought a couple articles i don't know what you guys brought if anything but we'll start off with the shit i got so let me present my screen to you i did this by is the something way I, uh, okay this is something i had put on the instagrams and uh it's an article from washington times it says biden reminds trans transgender females that they still must register for the draft so i'm assuming these are transgender uh, people that are biological males who transition to females, and Biden's yes. basically saying, "Yeah, you still got to enlist." It is ma'am. It is ma'am. Sorry, you have to enlist, ma'am. <laughs> so, so the Biden administration is reminding draft-age transgender women that they need to register with Selective Service for potential military conscription, a policy at odds with the White House's push for transgender equality. Selective that's a lot of S's. The Selective Service System called attention to the matter in a recent Twitter post that read, Parents, if your son is an only son and the last male in your family to carry the family name, he is still required to register with SSS. Ooh, that's very um, subjective, though. Come on, because if the parents choose to not identify their son as a son anymore, they can take that sentence and go, boop, I don't have a son. So that's, that's why I'm going to read further here because I don't I, I want to see why Biden specifically said that the post included a link to the administration's who needs to register section of the SSS website to clarify that U.S. citizens or immigrants who are born male and change their gender to female are still required to register so they obviously I don't know when that was amended but that has to be somewhere in the last decade right? I, I would think issue. I would think that that was amended during the Trump administration because he banned transgendering in the military during those four years. Um, I would, I, I would think that with the way that that was worded, it being very much a current lingo that was probably amended during his uh, administration. Yeah, it could be. Well, I mean, you can give that a goog for yourself. Uh, 
says those who were born female and have changed their gender to male are not required to register, which means that they're also affirming that you are not a dude. Uh, the policy contradicts President Biden's support for transgender identity, Come on, man. including transgender females competing in women's sports. He said in March that he remains committed to advancing transgender equality in the classroom, on the playing field, in our military, and our housing and health systems. So if, they, if they're transgender, I guess my question would be, if they are going in and having to register for the draft because they were born male, but they now identify as female, would they then go into the military if a draft were put in place? If their draft was like a thing, would they get to go in and be females? Um, that, that would go back to what the allowance of the military law is for people that are active duty. So the whole thing with the SSS uh, and registering is that it's just the registering and ASVAB test you take your last year in high school. It's in the event that we have to do a draft again. They call on able-bodied people between the ages of such and such to do so. It's been a tradition for a long time. But it depends on their role as to what the military currently allows as what they would enter in as. So, like, think about it prior to their military service. They're basically saying if you were born with a ding-dong and it says male on your birth certificate, you have to register. Penis. Should they draft whatever the current military status is for trans transgender roles that would play into what kind of capacity they filled. Hmm. Hmm. Which sounds like discrimination to me. I don't know. Wrong. It is ma'am. It is ma'am. Hey, I'll call <laughs> you whatever outside you want. And I'll show you, sir. And so if they just bomb their ASVAB, would they be classified as a female then? Say that again. Well, would pre and or post-op have anything to do with whether or not they would be, you know, I guess classified as male or female in the military? Well, that's what I'm saying is like with Trump banning it, they would go in as their as their born gender. Regardless of like to any transition or whatever. Operation status and everything. Yeah. Um, and with that being changed or lifted, then yeah, you would go in being observed as whatever you identify as, which to me is just ridiculous because I could say, guess what? I'm going to join the army um, and I'm going to join the cavalry. Uh, oh, not riding the horses. I'm going to go as a horse. Yeah, I'm enlisting to go as a horse. Like, to me, it's not any different. It's one of those like, dude, you're you're volunteering. Now, if you're taking away the draft, you're volunteering. And if they have stipulations for it and you don't like it, then, well, that's their administration. Would, would the military, medical, whatever, then have to pay for medications, whatever it would be, if they were to flip things and enact it or whatnot? Well, it depends on to what extent, because if there's too many medical problems, regardless of the origin or reason, they would say, I'm sorry, you're not fit for service. Go ahead, live your transgender life. You can pay for, you know, to continue on your way. If it's not that big of a deal and there isn't a lot of cost involved, then yeah, they would pay for it. The same way where if somebody had broken their wrist a long time ago and they declare it and the army goes, eh, we'll accept you. If they break their wrist again in boot camp, the army pays for it. So it's one of those known declarations that you have to be honest about. And then if something happens, well, then... If the military's accepted it, they pay for it. Interesting. Well, how long, I mean, how far out are we from people enlisting in the military to be a horse? I mean, or non binary. That's real close. They're going to have to really uh, amend that, that policy to make sure people know you have to come in as a human. You don't have a ding dong or whatever. That's fine. But you still have to be a, a person when you come in, just to make the, that clear. The saddest thing about this article is that it's directed towards people who are making the decision to be transgender under 18 because you register right, for the draft exactly. at 18. So that's super sad that they're like, hey, just as a reminder, all of you underage kids who want to be a different sex, ugh, just that is so sad. Well, and then they get in and they're like, yeah. they're like, yeah, we'll accept you as a dude because that's how you were born. They're like, okay, fine. I can deal with that. And they go in, well, can I drink about it? And they're like, no, you're far too young. Sorry. <laughs> 
Well, and now, now that it's federal that you can't, because it was just California, but now that it's federal that you have to be 21 to buy smokes or nicotine, it's like, okay, oh, hold on a second. So I am required to register for a draft at 17. Okay. If I volunteer to go into the service and be a bullet sponge, that's okay. But if I get back from a mission and I'm super upset and would like to go, I don't know, have a fucking smoke. Nope. Can't do that. You can carry that M4 though. Clean it 80 times, kill people with it, but no, no, no smoking. It will end your life right. soon. It's bad for your health. Yeah. And they can also, so uh, another, sorry, there's so many talking points in this article, but <laughs> so they still have to register for the draft. So the reason that males have to register for the draft and females don't, as a female, I'm totally comfortable saying this. It's because dudes are stronger. You guys are stronger than us. That's why dudes have to register for the draft. So now with this in mind, in the same article, Biden says that he's still on board with transgender females competing in female sports. That's fucked right. up. I agree. It actually sounds uh, on another level. It's also kind of uh what do you call it sexist to say that you don't have to register if you're a female right i mean well that's the thing so you, this is where the this is where the lines are getting blurred because are you saying that women are weaker the only reason why men had to sign up for the draft is because men were the only ones allowed to be in front line position direct combative positions that was the reason so only men were required to register because the military only allowed men to be in uh, frontline positions. Well, now that's changing. They've allowed a lot more positions that are considered frontline to be opened up for women. I'm not sure if, if direct fire infantry or, you know, what they call 11 X-ray in the army is open for women or not. But it used to be support roles. It used to be that if you were going to not be part of the Red Cross, which was all they allowed for women for a very long time, that if you were going to wear the uniform and serve in a capacity and be in a combat zone, it was a support role. Now that's changing. So in my opinion, and this has been my opinion for a long time, here's the bar. I don't give a shit if you have a vagina or a dick. You have to meet that bar if you want to go in, period. Okay. Fair. Now, if you want to be in a combative unit, okay, but you have to keep up with everyone else, even if you're the only female. Okay. You want to do perfect. You can go on. Now let's talk about the reason why it was always men. One, because men typically do not give as much of a shit about dying. One, I was going to say, they're, they're, they're the uh, dumber of the two when it comes to, yeah, sure, well, I'll go. For and and they also don't bleed from their vag every 30 days. Well, hold on. I have, an, a, I, I have an addendum to that. Um, so the other thing with men is that men are typically, and again, I know everybody gets upset about it. They're like, not all women are like this. I'm like, no, I'm, I agree. They're not all like this. But the majority of the case, that big, wide, gray area is true. Men can usually turn off the things that are going to make the, that are going to bother them when they're in that situation and react upon training without thinking of morality. Maybe that sucks, but that's war. If you have to just make a decision and it has to be right then and there to obey or disobey, men are typically a lot better at that. And then they deal with it later on. Not saying that's healthy, but in the moment, that is mission orientation. So that, when you're talking about they don't bleed from their vagina, is actually something I would really like to get into. I think we should have an entire fucking division called the Red Wings, where they only go out on missions during that time. Put them in a barracks, let them all sink the fuck up train them with some hardcore shit and then right as that shit's starting send them out to go get osama bin laden i guarantee you there wouldn't be a fucking thing left standing yeah you, you just go in there with a uh a snickers and you're like and you check it out the door. <laughs> go get him, go get him. i was thinking not so much on the mental qualities of people when they're on their period and just the physical <laughs> fact that they're bleeding like if they happen to start oh, yeah, yeah. their period while they're in combat and if if the uh, opposing forces send dogs or something they're going to find them very quickly and that's a huge liability 
that I'm sure the military wouldn't want to deal with. So I think they probably give them that shot that just zaps the period out of them for a year or whatever. That's also yeah, very on the healthy. Battlefield. Anybody yeah. go to Tampa? <laughs> they're like, no, here's some Gardasil. You might die, but you won't. No, I recruit. Know. I don't even know. Gardasil's for like HPV. Never mind. Shut up, maggot. No, we don't have any Motrin. Get, get the fuck back out there. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I can't call you maggot. Private? No, that sounds wrong, too. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, we don't do... Uh, Can I call you bitch? No, we don't do maggot anymore. Yeah, fucking faggot. Okay, is that better? Now, you like move your work? private's private parts. Move your ga your axe wound. Go. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> move your gash. All right, on to the next one. Uh, so this is another one, actually, from <laughs> something I posted on the Instagrams that was uh, Boston University came out with a 80% kill rate, COVID, blah, blah, blah. And that was oh, a couple God. days ago. And uh, if you haven't seen that one, if somebody can find it, let me know. Because I couldn't find the actual original screenshot that I took of the original article. But the, the gist was that these fucks basically did gain-of-function research and put the Omicron together with the original virus, whatever, and made this crazy uh, virus. So... For the purposes of the show, I understand some people don't believe in viruses. I get it. But whatever they're doing with those little flasks in the lab, they're doing something. Whether they're just making super toxins or bioweapons, whatever, whether it's a virus, I don't really care. The fact is they're in there doing this shit. And uh, pretty sure the original COVID was some kind of bioweapon or man-made something or other that they either leaked or released out of the lab. So anyway... I found it. Oh, you found it? Yeah. The original one? Okay, so they haven't scrubbed it yet. But, well, I, uh, and I was going to say, just really quick. Fox News hasn't been scrubbed. You're talking about the gain of function. Senator Rand Paul and Fauci have gone back and forth every time that they're in Congress together. And one of the big debates they had was Rand Paul basically saying, look, this is your definition of gain of function. And it says in this report here that you did this. That is, by definition, gain of function. And he's like, Senator Paul, you are completely off base in what you're saying. You have no idea what you're talking about. And goes off on this whole fucking thing about how it wasn't gain of function. And it's like, okay, because he can't admit to gain of function. Because the second that he admits to gain of function, it's like, yeah, you fucking funded shit that made the virus in a lab. And he's like, that's not what happened. I didn't do that. Right. And I think that's probably the reason. Hang on. This fucking website wants me to register to read, read an article that I read earlier. Like, what the fuck? Do you want me to send you the actual article really quick? Oh, no, I have, I'm looking at this one. Oh, the, no. The one, the original one. No, it's fine. Because they're going to get into it in here. What is going on with my page? I hate this shit. Uh, anyway, the thing about Fauci, I think that's why they kind of jumped on debunking it uh, is because of that very thing that Fauci said, no, I totally wasn't doing that. And everyone's like, yeah, you you were for sure. Uh, they specifically say in this article that it wasn't gain of function research. So this is from MedPage today. Don't go there. They want you to get a sub subscription, subscription just to read their shit. I just realized I wasn't sharing the screen. Hang on. All right, so it says, Boston University refutes claims it created deadly new COVID strain. Media reports re misrepresent animal study and misconstrue its findings, experts say. Well, well, that's all we need to read because the experts have yeah. spoken. Experts so have Boston spoken. University has pushed back on media reports that their researchers created a new and deadly strain of the SARS-CoV-2 virus. The institution emphatically denied stories by various media outlets that implied the spawning of a dangerous new COVID strain in the lab, some of which cited an 80% 80 kill rate, calling them false and in inaccurate, false and inaccurate, oh, both, in a statement issued in response to the article circulating online. And this is a, a quote. First, this research is not gain-of-function research, meaning it did not amplify the SARS-CoV-2 virus strain, or make it more dangerous, Boston University said in the statement. In fact, this research made the virus replicate, replicate less dangerous. Uh, the university went on to add that the work was approved by the Institutional Biosafety Committee, oh, well, that means a lot, as well as the Boston Public Health Commission, and that, and that it mirrors and reinforces the findings of other similar research performed by other organizations, including the FDA. Well, yeah, I'm sure they do all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's kind of a given. The research aimed to study whether the Omicron 
it's called the Omicron, according to Biden, spike protein with its many mutations is respons responsible for the COVID variants, high transmissibility in association with attenuated disease. In order to study those areas, researchers combined the Omicron spike protein with the ancestral strain of the virus and compared it with the naturally circulating Omicron variant. They found in the animal model, okay, so this is, they did test it apparently on mice or whatever. They found in the animal model that while the naturally circulating Omicron variant caused mild non-fatal infection, the combined virus inflicted severe disease with a mortality rate of 80% in 10 mice. So eight out of 10 mice, a fucking bit the dust after they gave this to them. The wild type virus led to a 100% mortality rate in six mice. Okay. The finding ind indicates that while vaccine escape is defined by mutations in the omicron spike protein major determinants of viral pathogenicity wow that's a long word reside outside of the spike protein the researcher stated so he says the animal model that was used was a particular type of mouse that is highly susceptible and 80 to 100 percent of the infected mice succumbed to disease from the original strain the so-called washington strain corley stated in the article whereas omicron causes a very mild disease in these animals so the they said no this is inaccurate and misleading information but then they basically just said yeah it killed eight out of ten mice and uh but it's less uh, less bad i love how this because, article says the original sorry the original strains the washington strain instead of the wuhan strain but, yeah. okay so th the weird part is this part so the combined virus that they were working on led to a mortality rate of 80 percent in 10 mice so that's eight mice out of 10 and then it says the wild type virus led to a 100% mortality rate in six mice, but they don't say out of how many. Were they doing it on 100 mice and six of them died? It doesn't say. No, it just says 100% No, it looks like mortality. they did 10 mice. Go ahead. If it's 100% mortality rate in six mice, then six out of six died. Right. That's if what it was saying. out of six. Oh, okay. Well, it would have yeah, to be. The, 10, the 80 and 10, that's a whole different thing. They're saying that that is the naturally circulating Omicron variant with the combined virus inflicted, uh, or, sorry, caused mild, non-fatal, blah, 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 and mixed with this other shit. But the, the one that they're talking, they're two different studies. The 10 mice that they did were one variant and version mixed with other shit, 80% died. But this other one, the wild one, whatever they're calling it, that was 100%. 100% of the mice that they tried it on died. Yeah, so it's just... So they're they're saying that because six mice died in the original strain and that only 80% died in their combined thing, that it is less virulent than the original. But they don't know that because they didn't try it on 10 mice. In the original article, they specifically state that when they stuck just the Omicron variant into the mice, they just had mild symptoms and I think they all lived. Yeah, like everybody else that got Omicron. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> stupid or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was funny that they came out with a a rebuttal that quick. Uh, the, you, can you imagine how many of these studies they do that you just never hear about or hear very little about, if anything? Like I'm getting more and more they're, convinced. They're doing this shit every day. I'm getting more and more convinced that the whole reason why they have gain of function is talking about intent, the malicious intent to purposely create something harsher for the purpose of eradication of a species or whatever they do gain a function every time something is found out and the reason why they do it is because they go well this is the original reason but the original reason was if they found a disease that they had never found before measles mumps let's say for the first time they actually had the stuff to actually look at it figure out what's going on with it what they would do is gain a function it and injected into mice to find out if there was an additional cure for a harder mutated version of what they had already been able to figure out. Like, let's say they get rid of this one disease, but over here in this part of the world, it looks like it's the same disease, but man, it's killing them like four times as fast. Well, the idea is that if you find a new disease, you put it into a lab and you gain a function it where it's not ever going to get out, including at the risk of the scientists, to try and make sure that you have a set of protocols in order for should this get out of hand in public. So the original thing for it is good. It's the idea of I'm going to put myself at risk. 
I'm going to blow this disease that we just found out of the water to try to see if the mice create some kind of new, uh, you know, protein or enzyme to fight it. Maybe there's the cure in there. And so they do all this research with a disease that's never happened yet or a variant that's never happened yet to try to find a way to fix it before it does. That way, should it happen, they're not caught with their pants down. But yeah. you know that that it, that's how it started out. And now it's like, oh, hey, we found something new. Try to see how fast we can we can make it into a bioweapon. Not saying we're going to use it. Just yeah, let's see how fast we can make it. Anything, anything that any new patent that comes out, DARPA's like, how can we kill people with this? Let's uh, and at the you know greatest profit as well. Uh, this is also not talking about the fact that they've never isolated the COVID virus. So how the fuck are they working on it and doing such specific things with it if they've never isolated it? Um. Well, and there you have variants. Yeah, but what are they using? Are they using like somebody's spit that tested positive? Is is that their substrate? Like, what are they? If they've never isolated it, then what the fuck are they actually working with? What's the material they're working with? Uh, I don't know. That's more sciencey blood shit that I don't know about. Yeah, it's just weird because they did a, a lot of studies back. I think it was somewhere around the time of the Spanish flu, early 1900s, where they were trying to prove that viruses move from person to person through you know spit and snot and they were sticking infected people's snot in other people's mouths and nose and shit like that and seeing if they got sick and they they didn't they never got sick once like they could never prove that the sputum from somebody else put in contact with somebody else would make them sick so that you know is it, uh, talking about mass too which we're done talking about all that stuff we've talked about well, well there there is one more thing with that is that it's funny because the reverse psychology on that is that they learned how much of a solvent spit is like the first defense to your body breaking down anything that goes in your mouth is your spit you have bone and spit and it fucking chews up and breaks down fucking everything before it even gets to the stomach so like bile and all of that stuff and all the stuff that's in your stomach that actually starts to break it down like there's a reason why when you try to go like this with water on something that's stuck on your phone. I know I've done this, licked my finger because I didn't have anything else. And I tried to get it off my phone because it was quick and it was right there. It works. Spit is a great solvent. So it's like one of the things that they have learned through. Do so gross. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to pick a fat leafy bug and go put it in someone else's mouth and be like, I just had this sickness. Let's see if you get it. Num, num, yeah, num. Then they barf and you're like, ha, causes sickness. See? Oh, look at it. it. Made him puke. Yo, just a booger in your mouth from somebody else made you puke, you pussy. Side note, <laughs> I think we should all be spitting on our windshields to clean bugs off. Yeah, mm -hmm. just hot idea? fat lugs on it. It would definitely cause people to not want to ride in your car. Which is <laughs> totally fine with me. Save up my spit for a year in a mason jar and sell it to somebody. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure somebody does that already. Uh, so switching gears here to more like idiocracy style stuff, uh, Manhattan congressional candidate publishes a porn video to highlight his sex positive platform. Boner. He literally put out, okay, in this, I've never heard of this guy, which is probably the I love the terminology they attention. use here in a grunt for attention. <laughs> yeah. In a grunt <laughs> for attention. Uh. Boner. Third-party congressional candidate Mike Itkiss has released a sex tape to highlight his sex-positive campaign, campaign platform. The 53-year-old uh, Army, Army Cyber Operations Officer, hmm, ding, 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 Fed, is bound, bound to lose to Republican Jerry Nadler in Manhattan's 12th con congressional district, but he posted the 13-minute video to a popular online porn site of him having sex with porn performer Nicole Sage, almost said Nicholas Cage, <laughs> that'd probably be more interesting, as a conversation piece, he told City and State. If I would just talk about it, if I would just talk about it, I, it wouldn't demonstrate my commitment to the issue. What? Okay. That made no sense. And the fact I actually did it was a huge learning experience. I'm sure it was. And it actually influenced items on my platform. His issues include legalizing sex work and making sexual rights explicit. Do not rely on privacy or free speech rights, his campaign site reads. Wow. Positivity is one of just three campaign issues, which are all thin on details. Itkiss, whose bio identifies himself as not married, shocker, no kids, weird, not celibate, not celibate, and atheist. Also seems <laughs> to take aim. That's his bio? Yeah. 
Elsa seems to take nice. aim at child support payments, writing that men should not be required to support biological children without prior agreement. So this guy just seems like a total. total wow. He's all over the place on the issues. Wow. Yeah, he's a yeah. weird dude. He's a winner. And look I at mean, this guy. Let me zoom he's in. a loser according to this article because he's going yeah. to lose. To Look at this dude. It looks like Biden. It looks like a Biden picture. Like a... no, He looks like a thumb. He looks like a yeah, rapist. He, he does resemble a thumb. He kind of looks uh, like a fucking penis. He's, a he's got the penguin nose, Danny DeVito on the old school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's creepy. Look, how much did he pay this broad? God. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. His, it, bio, it, his bio it, sounds like something you'd see on an Instagram bio. It's not Republican. Um, it's Representative Jerry Nadler. And as soon as I, because I caught that, I wanted to look it up and make sure he is a Democrat in New York's 10th district. He is also uh, one of the chairmen on one of the boards for Congress. He is one of the biggest pieces of shit, dude. New York just pumps out all the good ones. I'm telling you. Well, I mean, if you grew up there, you'd probably be a shithead, too. The place I sucks. didn't grow up there, and I still was a shithead. So, yeah, that's probably yeah. true. All right. Next one. I'll let uh, Jen do these ones because these are hers. Here's the, here's oh. the mouse. I'm going to go <clears> grab <throat> some more water. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this one's really fun. This is... I actually want to do the other one first. I want to do this one okay. last. Let's do that. The next one is, so this is fun. What a pregnancy actually looks like before 10 weeks in pictures. So I am not pro or anti-abortion. I don't care what people do with their bodies. I just find it odd that this article is very tailored towards letting people know exactly what the pregnancy looks like so that you don't think that it's a person at all so this is a this is a person at 10 weeks sorry i mean this is what a pregnancy looks like in at 10 weeks yeah it's just a fluffy ball of uh, feathers it's not a it's bloody like, mess yeah <laughs> so it says yeah abortion is now banned or severely restricted in 14 states in the u.s the outcome of a decades-long campaign by anti-abortion advocates in many states abortion is no longer seen as a health procedure but a morality issue so <clears throat> I guess my point is a lot. They interview a lot of people in this. So above is pregnancy tissue extracted at five weeks. Oh, it's not going to show it because there's ads. Sometimes patients just want to see the tissue after an abortion. They are stunned by what it actually looks like. That's when I realized how much the imagery on the Internet and on placards showing human like qualities at this early stage of development has really permeated the culture. People almost don't believe this is what comes out. Above is tissue removed at six weeks, which there's no picture of, sorry, when misleadingly named fetal heartbeat bills outlaw abortion. So um, let me scroll down here. Sorry. Um, a lot of early pregnancy images are driven by people who are against abortion and feel that life begins at conception or by prenatal enthusiasts who want women to be excited about their pregnancy. What about people who aren't, she asks. So I guess uh, it, there's all it is is an article about how there's really nothing there. These are all spoken from people who looked like this at 10 weeks. So fuck all of you. <laughs> anyway. They probably still look like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this lady says, patients may come in for an abortion. This person works at Planned Parenthood or something. Patients may come in for an abortion fearful at this stage, having read through forums or looked at images online. They're expecting to see a little fetus with hands. So this is people who ask to see the removed tissue after the abortion, which is completely insane. I don't, I can't possibly believe that a lot of people would want to see that after making that heartbreaking, challenging decision. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just my faith in humanity. I can't imagine that most people would be like, let me see what it looks like coming out. I can actually out. believe that a lot of people would do that. It's God. some chick that, you know, you know, uh, analyzes her shit after she takes a dump. She's like, let me see it. Let me see that little thing that I just popped out. It's yeah. alive. <laughs> right? So, oh, here's my, here's my favorite part of this article that I just wanted to get to. 
people have been on this emotional roller coaster and they're like, you're kidding. This is all that was when they see what came out of them, which is, I just would like to say to them, that's what you were. That's all you were at this stage. Sorry, but that's the truth. I am, again, not against abortion. I completely understand. But to just take away the humanity of it, you should still have to deal with the consequences. Like, know that what you're doing is you are ending a potential human life and then move past that. I feel like pretending that it's just a bunch of cells that would just turn into nothing. Oh, I get what you're saying. You're saying like, yeah, do what you want to do. But don't yeah. try to don't try to sugarcoat what it is. Be real exactly. about it. It's kind of like it's kind of like the argument with the whole now gender identification thing is that there there were gay people that one I read online and two that I used to know that were like, you know, they're kind of taking away our fire here because we finally pushed hard enough for them to be like, OK, you guys can be gay out in public. Nobody cares. Get married. Nobody cares anymore. And now it's like. Well, no, you're taking that away because here's the thing. I was never under any assumptions that I was a woman. I just wanted to be able to come out of the closet that I, as a guy, liked dick or that <laughs> I, as a woman, liked munch and rug. Either Thank way, sound drops. Appreciate it. It was you're welcome. Either way, it was what it was. Now you're changing that definition. You're actually taking away from the people in the lesbian and gay communities who are like, I'm not saying I'm a woman because I like guys, I'm saying I'm a guy who likes guys, but I'm also acknowledging that I am a guy. So you're taking that away by saying that, you know, it's all just whatever it is that you want to be. So it just desensitizes people. It, it makes them like, people. oh, it lets you be okay with doing everything. And you can get an abortion. Again, I am yeah, not, I don't think abortion is wrong. My I'm Go completely supportive of whatever you want to do, but just know what you're doing. Like, yes, it's a bunch of cells, but so were you at that exact right. Everybody stage starts of your out that way. I, I had three abortions today. They weren't pretty. Okay. But you know, <laughs> they are, it is what it is. I accepted those consequences. Two of them were at work. Like it's fine. And it was because of something you put in your mouth. That that and happened. it did look like one of those posters or placards. Let me tell you. What the fuck? <laughs> right, next, next one. It's another one. Jen. It's really me. fun. This one's really fun. Really well, fun. so just to preface it, uh, everyone should know by now that the U.S. bought millions of dollars worth of anti-radiation medication just a week or two ago. Yeah, it was like two hundred ninety-six uh, million dollars or something like that worth. Yeah, that's just normally they do that. They do that every October. It's this time of year, you know. Uh, so then, Jen to prepare for that zombie attack that Amazon's warning us about. Here's a mouse. Oh no, it's okay. Uh, so this, <laughs> the title is "How to Survive a Nuclear Bomb Attack: Minute by Minute Steps to Protect Yourself." So the article starts by saying that Putin probably won't use nuclear weapons, but if he does, here's a really long article to tell you exactly how to prepare yourself. Um, it's not really minute by minute. Sorry, spoiler alert. It starts at 30 <laughs> minutes. So it's 30 Yahoo minutes. News. Yeah. So. So assuming a bomb goes off, that right. is nuclear. So the whole article is also terrifying. Russia's nuclear arsenal is capable of striking just about anywhere on the planet. Were Russia to launch a nuclear-armed intercontinental ballistic missile at the U.S., residents would have roughly 30 minutes or less to find shelter, assuming they were immediately warned of the attack. Some weapons, such as submarine-launched missiles, could potentially have shorter delivery times. Wait, I have good news for that, though. <laughs> All you have to do is find a school desk and get underneath that, and you'll be fine. So that's good because you wouldn't even, the article reads, you quote, you wouldn't even have time to go get your kids from school. Another... <laughs> scary thing but your kids will be safe because of their desks hopefully um the minutes to mm -hmm. our hours after a nuclear blast are a critical window so first 30 minutes avert your eyes and shield your face yeah because you're you're going you're going to want your eyesight so you can make sure to do the rest well, of you do list. want your eyesight that's important but that's for the first 30 minutes if there's a nuclear attack just avert your eyes don't look at it and cover your face um, the U.S. doesn't have a sufficient warning system for nuclear threats, which is weird because this entire article is trying to prepare us for this. I can't imagine 
that it doesn't have a sufficient warning system considering for the public. It has the a article great one goes for on the military and continuity of government, <laughs> but not for the public with now. It, it sounds like it's state because they said yeah. Hawaii learned this lesson in 2018. I remember this when the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency sent out an erroneous push alert to people's smartphones that said, emergency alert, all caps, ballistic missile threat inbound to Hawaii, seek immediate shelter, this is not a drill, which it was just an accident. Mm -hmm. um, so first 30 minutes, avert your eyes, shield your face. Hold on, 45 minutes in comes next. First 45 minutes, seek shelter indoors away from windows, which will be very challenging for people um they just talk about how uh just the radiation can come down get into your nose they talk about blowing your nose wiping your eyes out <clears throat> uh and then first 24 hours is my favorite part where's the last place you'd want to be in the event of a nuclear disaster or right after where's the last place like the scariest most vulnerable place that you would think to be besides sleeping your car? or taking a shit in the shower. <laughs> they're like they're like rinse it's off in the shower out. get it all off you get naked get some shampoo all over yourself and then hope that a second missile isn't coming along that isn't what they say but that's what i thought i was like fuck that i'm not taking a fucking shower and get this the last thing the i'm gonna new do shampoo it's a uh, head and shoulders now with cesium resistance if a nuclear missile hits our country, I probably won't even shower ever again. I don't think anybody would. Well, I was would just about to say that. How, how do they know that where you're at, assuming you got inside and the whole shielding your fucking eyes thing, that, that is only because of the actual physical bright blast. Other than that, fuck your eyes. It's not like covering your eyes when radiation is going through the literal air is going to stop you from getting radiation poisoning. Just you don't look at it like a welder's arc. That's it. Don't do that. But if the blast, yeah, like I mean, shield your eyes and get away. That's yeah, logical. That's fine. Oh, hey, look, uh, a fucking nuclear bomb just exploded. I'm not going to stare at it because in about two seconds, I'm going to get hit by the heat wave, which if that doesn't melt everything off of me, then I'm going to go get in a car and hope to God that I beat the radiation so that I can keep running from the radiation. Like, right. They're just not the right instruction. So the article, I guess the whole point of me pulling it was that besides being in the shower is one of the steps. Fuck that all day. Yeah, fuck um, all that. Water minute supply. by minute steps to survive a nuclear blast. And it's like, shield your eyes, get inside, Ooh. and then take a shower. Like, fuck you. That They're like, definitely die. This article is like, here's how to die during an attack. Yahoo's like, hey, US. what's the best game to play to get information? Oh, Fallout? Yeah, let's play some yeah. of that. Let's find out how they did it. Yeah. Also, it does specifically mention in the article that is no longer pulled up that vegetables from your garden will no longer be safe to eat. So it's basically saying no that there's no point shit. in growing a garden because they'll just be bombed with nuclear radiation. So don't even worry about those. And this is all assuming that nuclear weapons exist as described, which uh, if you haven't I can't remember which episode it was, but it was a crow episode where they go through an argument why nukes don't exist as described and it's pretty i mean he said there was not a time after uh not hiroshima was it hiroshima nagasaki yeah, hiroshima, yeah, Nag hiroshima. Nagasaki, yeah. yeah he's like there's not a time that there wasn't things growing in animals and people living there i mean people went back in there like the next day or two so the way that they describe radioactive fallout is flawed well it might I be mean, flawed but then you have then you have the uh several hundred people at chernobyl which they tried to cover up. They didn't want that story getting out at all. And they tried to cover it up. And there was still like, you can go there with, uh, I forget the kind of meter that they use. Um, anyway, a Geiger? A Geiger I think counter? it's a Geiger. Yeah. A Geiger counter. They they'll go there and you can still get into places where it's like, yeah, we have to go around because you can actually sense the radiation in the Geiger counter. Like there is a thing of nuclear yeah. fallout, but here's the thing. That was literally a fucking nuclear power plant core that exploded. I'm not saying nuclear bombs won't have some fallout, but honestly, I think the biggest destruction is the two mile radius of, you know, explosion, melting heat wave, that kind of thing. Well, so did you ever see the video of the guy that I don't know if it was Chernobyl or Fukushima, but he walked through with a Geiger counter, I believe, and videoed like GoPro the whole thing, him walking through 
the area where you're not supposed to be because you'll die of radiation poisoning within like minutes. Walked through the whole thing for 30 minutes, came back out and was like, boom. Peace. Was it way after? I don't remember. I'll have to look up that exact story. It was another, I think that they brought that story up on the uh, Crow episode, but it's there's something weird about it. Either they didn't use radioactive or nuclear bombs in or atomic or whatever in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Or there's something wonky going on because according to the decay or the radioactive fallout, there should be nobody living there for like a hundred years at least, or I think it's more than or that. More, yeah. There's like yeah, a whole so. bunch of like generational deformities due to radiation poisoning. Yeah. I'm not saying radiation poisoning isn't a thing. There's a reason they wear lead vests when they take x-rays of your fucking face. There's something to that. I'm talking about uh, weapons that can cause that. And I mean, at the end of the day though, I'm not saying that a nuclear bomb wouldn't do damage it definitely would right I, right 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 yeah, yeah there I, are explosions. i would still be not scared that crazy. i <laughs> i've made them i'm not saying don't avert your eyes and shield your face maybe definitely do that but also run away and like be prepared <laughs> be prepared for that to potentially happen maybe homeschool your kids so you don't have to not go get them from school like the article says what the fuck i don't give a shit if i'm getting <laughs> an alert that there's a missile inbound i'm still heading straight to the school i'll probably get stuck in traffic that would suck but, so yeah, then just hide under about what they think they might be if they don't think they are what they say they are just really really big bombs or you know some right. kind of uh i mean yeah i'm not saying that bombs don't exist i like i said we've made dry ice bombs allegedly when i was a kid and uh i've seen explode uh, things explode i've definitely seen that gas explodes that's how you run your car um and I'm sure there's all kinds of technology for making bigger and badder explosions. And uh, the other thing they brought up was that uh, a mushroom cloud does not necessarily mean an atomic or nuclear weapon. You get a bomb big enough that makes a big enough kaboom, they all do a mushroom cloud. Yeah. So anyway, you guys make up your own mind about that. It's just an interesting thought thing to go on. So the article says too, and I'm, you have it pulled up exactly at the spot that I was trying to reference earlier. It says it talks about how how quickly the radiation exposure decreases. So it says the potential for radiation exposure decreases 55% an hour after an explosion and 80% right. after 24 hours. So that's why I was asking how long that GoPro dude had been to Fukushima. I don't know, but it was either, I don't remember if it was Fukushima or Chernobyl, Chernobyl, but it was at an area and at a time when they were like, you will die if you go in, like do not well, walk. And to be fair, the reason why the whole Chernobyl thing really exploded, because again, if you watch that, it's only five minutes. It's got Stellan Skarsgård and a bunch of other famous people, but it's only five episodes, yeah, it's five hours it. on the yeah on the HBO. It's fucking terrifying. Like, if you look into it, the whole reason why was because a lot of it got into the water that ended up saturating the earth. And so it basically contained it like a greenhouse effect where it it's basically cycling the radiation that would come out of the ground, go into the trees, go back down, this, that, and the other. And that's why they were so worried about it because if that core had bored through the earth it would have hit below the hard pan into the actual like water that was underneath and then you would have been fucked for miles and miles because that's under the crust water that travels farther like a spring that they could tap into and it's like yeah that's that's terrifying like and i don't again that's a nuclear power plant though and they literally exploded the nuclear core so i i feel like a big ass ball of literally nothing but radiation to power a city exploding would probably be more than a bomb. I might be wrong. I'm not a physicist, but I would think so. Yeah. I'm not a biologist either. <laughs> not a doctor. No. Right, what do you get? What did you guys bring? Do you want to share screen or you just have? a um, topic? Well, I was going to say, I think I might actually save it for next time because it's going to take me longer than I am willing to currently sit here. Uh, since we did start, um, at six 30 and we have been going for almost an hour. I actually think I'm going to save this one. Cause I got eight pages opened up on my phone. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. We'll do a separate show on that. Yeah. Fuck. Can you, you at least give us a hint? I want to know. Yeah. Give a teaser. Um, so the, the, I'll, I'll put it this way. It's my favorite video game from 2009 that I found out around a year ago pretty much everything in it was based on fact and it's a wild ride it's an absolutely wild ride but i yes. right now like i looked up all of this shit and you can read about all of it in the game that i thought was just completely made up for the game and it's not 
Wild. Well, what? stay tuned for that one. I think we're going to do more of these kinds of shows where we just kind of get together and shoot the shit and stuff. I mean, we don't need a guest, but it's fun to have a a new face or an old friend face in there. But uh, anything, Lene, you're going to save yours for next time? I didn't mm-hmm. have one. Oh, God I damn it. <clears throat> I no, just got funny. the notice like a few hours, you know, and it's me. I was in the middle of shit and I don't listen to anything. I don't look at stuff anymore. I'm very fucking boring. So I <laughs> tried to dive into some shit. I failed. I suck at it. I'm sorry. I will get better resources. She was she was sitting on the bed like this. Like she's ha- she's got her phone like looking through stuff and <laughs> Oh yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll save it for next time. It's fine. We've been going okay. almost yeah. an hour. Anyway, ben, don't uh, forget about this. I really do want to talk about Oh, he won't forget. Time. Are you kidding? All right. Cool. Because uh, I'm very curious. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we will see Mon- or Monday. Fucking hell. Sunday, hopefully. I forget who we're having on. But hey, if you want to. Oh, by the way, bitch lasagna. If you do it on the Urban Dictionary, is somebody who doesn't send you bobs after repeatedly asking. Makes total sense to me, actually. Nice. I trust Urban Dictionary. We're or in your vagina. Yes. Hatter and Taylor Alina are coming on on Sunday. Oh, right. Hatter's returning with Taylor. Cool. Oh, nice. Awesome. Uh, and don't forget, if you want to check out a 50-something-year-old man making sexy time with a lady to become a congressman, you can go to whatever porn site you usually go to. Go away, bang! They rough me, too. Oh, you ding-dong. Ding-ding-wingling. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.